you get booked on one of the many shows that Mutiny Radio presents, and it's super great. And we're all here. Clap it up yourselves. Yay! Come on, you soulless monsters. Um, we're listening in the fills today to Sounds from the 40s because I am dressed as my grandmother. So I am Grandma Benjamin tonight, and uh, that's why I'll be smoking assiduously. <laughs> she smoked, but she didn't die of lung cancer. Yay! All right. Uh, hey, we're just going to get it started. Uh, it's four-minute sets. At three minutes, I'll try to honk on a punchline or a break. That means you have a minute. So, uh, you know, that's cool, right? Wrap it up. And we'll have time for everyone. And put your hands together, everybody, for your first comedian of the night. He's my favorite dad, Ray Khan! Yay! Hey, Friday night, everybody. Pam, I'm your favorite dad? Oh, no. That's so sad. <laughs> Hi, guys. What's going on? Nice to see you. Hello. How are you doing? Everything good? Having a good time? Friday night? Happy? Yeah, yeah, that's one. You must be one of those people with the soul. Everybody else is here is dead. Um, anyways, this is my face. Yeah, this is my face. I'm what you may call ethnically ambiguous. Yeah, nobody knows what I am. Nobody knows who I am. And that's okay. No big deal. Um, I look... Um, I look like Vin Diesel visited the visited the multiverse and fucked a taller, poor man's Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of Vin Diesel action is what I'm talking about here. You know, uh, uh, I look like Aziz Ansari had access to milk <laughs> at some point in his life. Nice. Now, truth be told, I am 100% Pakistani. Yeah, my mom and dad are both from Karachi. Don't be afraid. I'm okay. Life is okay. Uh, uh, so uh, I'm first-generation American. I am Muslim. Uh, I was born and raised Muslim. And give it up for my Muslim people. Anybody? Oh, wow. I didn't expect that at all. We've come a long way, people. This is great. I am not a very good Muslim. I am a Muslim in the way that Taco Bell is considered Mexican food. <laughs> Yeah, not very well, not very good. I don't pray and I don't, and I drink, so it's not very good. Um, but that's okay. Uh, we'll get over that. Uh, but the problem with being a Muslim is that, and comparing it to Taco Bell, is that we both, unfortunately, end up with diarrhea at the end of the night and an existential crisis, really, really. If you're eating a Taco Bell, you have problems. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, I'm also very tall. I'm a tall man. Have you noticed that? Standing up here on the fucking stage, I'm pretty tall. Uh, if you want to be woke about it, I'm a person of taller, which is nice, which is nice. Uh, please don't discriminate. I, I look like a giraffe fucked a fudgesicle. Yeah, yeah, and that fudgesicle, guess what? Fuck Vin Diesel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you call a callback in the business, everybody. Uh, you know, the, uh, me looking like a, a giraffe and a functional combined explains why I love salads, and I always have a stick up my ass. Yeah, walk around. That's uh, nice. Um, uh, I have a very, very, very uh, high center of gravity. Most people have a very low center of gravity, right around waist level. I looked it up. It's around L2, lumbar 2 vertebrae, which is right around your waist. Uh, my center of gravity is about nipple heights. <laughs> very, very high, which makes my balance very, very precarious. Very, very precarious. I am always, I am like a Jenga tower one block away from falling at all times. I am like, um, I am one good leg, I'm constantly concerned about being leg swept by a Roomba. That's how, that's how easy it is for me to fall. 
Uh, I'm also cheap, everybody. Anybody, any cheap people out here? Anybody? Oh, my God. Are we brother and sister? I love it. Jesus Christ. Uh, I am very cheap. Um, I don't change my bed sheets very often as a result because I don't want to pay the money. Um, so I don't buy new bed sheets until I can see the face of Jesus in them when I hold them up to the lights. Yeah, I know it's time to go to the, little, the linen store when my shroud of Turin, it's bed, bath, and beyond repair. Completely, completely. Anybody like Billy Joel here? Anybody big Billy Joel fan? I'm a Billy Joel fan. I love Billy Joel. As a matter of fact, one of my favorite songs is uh, We Didn't Start the Fire. And I counted it during the song how many times that motherfucker says we didn't start the fire. 17 times he says it. We didn't start the fire. We didn't start the fire. We didn't start the fire. He protests too much, if you ask me. I consider Billy Joel starting all the fires. Like, for example, if I change the lyrics to we didn't start the fire to I didn't fuck your girlfriend. Let's try that real quick. I didn't fuck your girlfriend. Pam, I didn't fuck your girlfriend. I didn't fuck your girl. Girlfriend, I didn't fuck your girlfriend. Halfway through it, you'd be like, I think Ray is fucking my girlfriend. I'm pretty sure. By the time that song ends, you'd be like, I'm pretty sure Ray is fucking all the girlfriends. That's my time, guys. Thank you so much, Pam. I got Billy Joel all in time. I'm really proud of myself. Ray Khan, everybody. Yay! I put Billy Joel on in time. I was like a real DJ there for a second. That was exciting. Your second comedian, he's a real comedian. I'm excited every time he's here. Put your hands together, everybody, for John Gallagher! Oh, boy. Anyway, guys, thank you. Hey, has anybody in here uh, come on their own face before? It's not gender exclusive. Women, you can come on your own face too, I guess. And if you're, a, you know, if you got a squirting thing, uh, that happened to me a couple couple days ago, honestly. But it wasn't just from jerking off. I was having sex with the person. I pulled out too quick and just blasted my my load and my my cheek. And that's a humiliating experience. But I was still kind of proud because I was like, well, I got a little pressure going back there. That's cool, you know. Like I just had a birthday. I'm worried about prostate health at this point too. I'm just glad I got the pressure and the pneumatic pressure to really, you know, get a little extra push. You know, if you need a candle put out from far away, I got you covered. Just give me, a, give me 15 minutes. I'll be Indiana Jizz and help you, help you do that. Yeah, whip that bad boy out. But yeah, Halloween season though. Me and my girlfriend of like everybody getting into uh, costumes, but we wanted to do it in a role play kind of stuff, right? So. She, we, we couldn't figure out what to do, so she's just like, okay, surprise me. And so uh, I surprised her by coming home uh, role-playing as a blackout drunk loser, which she was, yeah, it was a real, real stretch for me, you know? Usually I'm a sober genius. <laughs> I, uh, I like walking around the mission because you see, uh, the, it's like the perfect San Francisco shit. We got all the car break-ins, and you get the people that are like, I know how to stop this. I'll write a note telling the people that I don't have any valuables in my car. And so you see the people that wrote no valuables, like, has that ever stopped anybody from robbing these people fucking blind, you know? Because it's like automatically you know they're hiding so much wealth, you know what I mean? It's like seeing that note, no valuables inside, it's just like the kid that you knew in school that was like, oh, yeah, we grew up middle class. Like, oh, did you trust fund Todd, really? Like oil billionaire fucking Todd with the trust fund of gold bars in his fucking compartment or whatever? It just seems like you're, you're hiding something, you know? Like, I just break into all that shit with, like, a crowbar. I don't know. Uh, anybody else have debilitating, horrific anxiety attacks every day? Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. That's great. How does, uh, any, people that have anxiety attacks, how does your anxiety manifest itself? What does a panic attack feel like? Harp? 
Heart palpitations, can't breathe. Yes, that's the thing that happens with me. Wait, fainting? Ooh, freezing. That's a good one too, right? I get a, I get choking. That's my big one too. So I understand that. I feel like I'm choking, uh, which is great, you know. And it's like, you know, I don't have a suicidal like ideation. I don't want to kill myself, but my brain really wants me dead, you know. <laughs> it's like it really wants to kill me, which is always fun, you know. Uh, we did that. What did we do? Okay, we got that. I'm just trying to think of all this shit I got. Okay. Uh, this is a fucking tangential thing, but uh, uh, I like baseball and podcasts, which is a very boring thing to admit. It just means I'm old and I like my stories, you know? Uh, and baseball announcing and podcasts like, are very similar, right? Because like, baseball announcing in many ways is like the original podcast. Because what are the similarities, right? You have two guys just in a booth with hours to kill, you know? And nothing really to talk about. Because like, what's if, if baseball announcing is the original podcast, the title is How Long Until I'm Racist? That's... That's the that's the game, right? There was a like I said I, I love it, but there was a, a guy who was the announcer for the Detroit Tigers who uh, he was he made a Japanese racist voice to Shohei Otani, and just to give you context, this is like a great like ideally probably the greatest baseball player to ever play the game. And this guy decided to be racist to this guy, you know, and uh, he fucking he does it, and he gets fired. Obviously, he's racist. That's not cool. But again, at the same time, though, no, he's an old white man who talks for four hours a game. 162 times a year, you know? In a game of statistics, he's almost batting a 1,000 at not being racist, which is very impressive, you know? And also, it's like, how long, how impressive is it that an old white man can talk for hours at a time without ever bringing up World War II once before that? Really? <laughs> Fucking incredible, man. I love talking about that shit. Um, yeah, man, let's see. So I did that, did that. Uh, Fucking, I think that's it for me, guys. Thank you. John Gallagher, everyone. Hooray! And this is like some World War II music. <laughs> all right. I'm really excited about your next comedian. He drove all the way from the South Bay and in a really cool car. Put your hands together, everybody, for Teddy Hall! Yay! Thank you, Pam. Um, I'm, I'm sick of all the transgender jokes. You know, I think... I think we need to knock this shit off. You know what I mean? I, I'm just, someone came up to me and they were like, you should transition into being coming a man. And I was like, you're canceled. You're done. <laughs> I'm actually dating a transgender girl. We've been dating for a year. We're super in love. All right. But she annoys the shit out of me. Okay. She's just better than me. All right. I'm sick of her being a better person than me. I talked to her too. I'm just like, hey, do your thoughts ever make you sweat? And she's like, no. Okay. I'm like, all right. Okay. I once in 2007... Got a Van Halen tattoo, all right? I got a fucking air, 80s hair metal tattoo in 2007. <laughs> it's all good. I got it covered up uh, with a Motley Crue tattoo. But, you know, I just... I once called 911 on myself. I was on methamphetamines. I, I thought someone was breaking into my house, and uh, I just, you know, I called 911. They're like, hey, you want us to send the cops? I'm like, no, just stay on the line. I'm going to go fight these people. And there was no one there, all right? I asked my girlfriend, you never thought of it, it, it would be a good idea to do meth? You never, thought, you never heard about meth, and you're like, scoop that out of the bathtub. I want to do that. <laughs> I heard about it, and I was like, yeah, give me some, you know? Like, I had to go into the ghetto to get it before I had tattoos, okay? And if you're a white person wearing clothes from Mervyn's California, walking through the ghetto. Everybody's just like, morning, officer. And it's just like, I'm not, 
Car, I'm looking for some meth, all right? My, my parents gave me some allowance money, and I was going to give it to you, and now I don't think I want to give it to you, all right? I will get my meth elsewhere. Fantastic drug, if anybody's thinking about doing it. Made in America, all right? Anyway. But I think my girlfriend's fucking with me, you know? I really do, because she gets a shit ton of estrogen, and I think she's sticking it into my food, Okay. <laughs> Because about a week ago, she's just like, hey, we should do a little garden in the backyard. And I'm like, that's stupid shit. All right. And she's like, that's OK. I'll make I'll make you some dinner, you know. And a week later, I was just like, hey, you know, that garden you were talking about. I think it's a good idea. Uh, also, maybe tonight we could watch a Julia Roberts movie. And one more thing. Why are my nipples leaking? All right. I'm getting a little teary eyed because my nipples are leaking a lot. No, it's hard, man. It's hard being in a relationship where uh, the girl is uh, just a million times better than you, all right? And the thing that pisses me off the most is she's got a better cock than mine, all right? And that fucking, that was supposed to be mine, all right? Her she-stick is just fucking amazing. It's delicate. I took it out. It just floated down like a little butterfly. I was like, let me give it a kiss, all right? I don't. Anyway, um, you guys ever uh, wish that you had an STD? All right, well, I had that experience. All right, I, w I woke up, I had a little bump on my dick. I got nervous. I set up a doctor's appointment immediately after work, all right? By the time I got to the doctor, the bump had gone away, all right? And it was this cute, like, early doctor. She, like, I went in there. I was like, listen, I, I think I got an STD. You got to check this shit out. She looked at it, and she's like, there's no bump on here. And then she had this look on her face. She's like, you're a sick fuck, all right? Do you just come to doctor's offices? and show your penis around, you need help. And I'm like, listen, most of the time when I get an STD check, it's a, it's a positive experience, if you know what I mean, all right? I walk into Planned Parenthood, it's like cheers for me, all right? They're like, you buy penicillin on ball. Here's the one thing I will say, all right, is, is herpes will not ruin your day, all right? You're never gonna have to call in sick to work if you get it, okay? I'm not saying I have it. It's getting a little awkward in here. It's, I'm not saying I have it, all right? I'm just saying I was hanging out with one out of three people, and they say it's not going to ruin your day, all right? It's adult acne. Fuck. Anyway, thank you, Pam, for letting us do this. This uh, I, I will say this, though. We don't get paid much for doing comedy, but one night, uh, one night I actually hooked up with a girl from a show, and that was fun because I got two drink tickets that night and chlamydia. So anyway, that's uh, a lot of STG jokes. Thank you. Teddy Hall, everyone. Please remember that herpes simplex one and two are the same herpes. It's just location, location, location. You are no, that's absolutely true. You're that's why hate uh, you can give hate fucking a whole new meaning if you have a little bit of you baby, you know that blister's coming out and you're like, let me find you, ex-boyfriend, and you suck that dick. That's hate fucking. Your next, I would never have done that. Your next, your next comedian, put your hand together for Dan Lewis. Yay! So, uh, thanks, guys. Thank you. That's a nice, warm welcome. So happy to be, so happy to be here doing comedy. Uh, I actually started doing comedy a couple years ago, just after my father passed away. Right before he died, he's like, get out there while you're still alive. Do what you want to do. That's why I'm trying comedy. I think he'd be proud. I uh, can't help but wish he was alive to see me doing comedy. Um, not so much Zoom comedy. You guys done Zoom comedy? I'm glad he's dead for that, you guys. It's for the best. Pops. <laughs> stay in a hotel recently. Uh, I like staying in a hotel. I can pretend like I'm a teenager. You know, I can watch TV. 
Just sit there, eat chips in bed, maybe fuck a pillow, you know, something like that. Nice. It gives me a chance to catch up what's on TV, you know, because I don't pay attention to that anymore, you know. I saw an ad for Stranger Things 4. You guys like that show, Stranger Things? People seem to like it. I don't know, though. I can, I'm wondering how long it can go on. Stranger Things 4. Like, how long can something happen before you can no longer call it a Stranger Thing? I feel like it's, it's been four years now, guys. I'm sorry, that's normal now. It's on you at a certain point, isn't it, you know? <laughs> Did you ever think about moving? It's like gentrification, you know what I mean? It's like, look, I don't like these monsters either, but they're here and neighborhoods change, you know? Yeah, you should just move. I mean, listen, I, don't, I know the people of Hawkins, Indiana aren't the richest people in the world, but don't tell me you have less mobility than Ukrainians living under Soviet rule. Because in Chernobyl, they moved. They just moved. Forgot to do the other part first. That's all right. The other thing I saw was Kids Say the Darndest Things. Do you guys know this show? Kids Say the Darndest It's an old remake of an old show. It's the worst show ever. It's insulting. They take a kid, put a kid in a chair, just go like, oh. They ask the kid questions. How much do your parents' house cost? Kid's like, I don't know, $100 because I'm a kid? I don't know. And they're like, and then they just laugh at the kid. You could just as easily have a show, victims of industrial accidents say the darndest things. Because it's not, they don't know. You guys know who hosted the previous version of that show in the 90s? Bill Cosby. That's right. Which I think is great because, like, in retrospect, he turned out to be the darndest thing about that show. You know? That guy did the darndest stuff. You guys familiar with the phrase, drank the Kool-Aid? Drank the Kool-Aid means like you're a true believer, right? You know where it comes from? Comes from late 70s from the Jonestown Massacre in, Fr in French Guiana. 900 people committed ritual mass suicide. But they didn't actually use Kool-Aid. They actually used a product called Flavor-Aid. But the Kool-Aid marketing team seems to have jumped all over it. You can't buy publicity like that. They sat around that TV, you know what I mean? And the second they said they drank Kool-Aid, the guys were like, gentlemen, this is good. <laughs> I mean, it's bad, but it's good. That's a shitty way to die, that little, little cup of warm Kool-Aid. Because it's Guiana, they're not going to have refrigeration. It's a warm, and what if it's a flavor you don't like? It'd be just my luck, they'd be like, we only have banana left. <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? I almost rather live than drink this, you know? Mm, one more. You guys have any guilty pleasures? Guilty pleasure? I, uh, I, I have a couple. You know, I, I eat the ice cream straight from the carton, you know? And I watch like The Bachelorette, you know, stuff like that. But those things, when it comes down to it, are pretty innocent, actually, you know? So it seems harsh to call them guilty pleasures because there's nothing really to feel guilty about. But I did notice if you apply it to things that you should feel guilty about, it seems like way too mild, right? No one ever goes, uh, yeah, luring, using candy to lure kids to my sex van. Bit of a guilty pleasure of mine. You're like, dude, that phrase is not for you, okay? Unless you eat some of the candy. Okay, thanks, you guys. <laughs> Dan Lewis, everyone. Drinking the Kool-Aid and eating the candy. Very nice. French Guiana, that was the, um, I was so pissed when I was in sixth grade and we all had a different 
um, South American country that we had to research and I got French Guiana and I was like, where? <laughs> I actually, and I'm like, their main export is cocaine. No, it wasn't. I don't remember. I was in sixth grade. Your next comedian doesn't know he's up next because the next comedian told me she wasn't going to be here and then I didn't communicate well, but it's, uh, he, he built the, um, if you've ever listened to Mutiny Radio on your iPhone, the iPhone app was built by your next comedian. He's amazing. Put your hands together. Vruhal Sudhartsen. Yay! Fuck yeah. Give it up for the 40s. That is a lie, Pam. We know you're that old. <laughs> we know you're not dressed up. Just kidding. But, um, you know, we, yeah, we survived the iOS update. You know, Apple's really cracking down on privacy you know trying to discipline facebook you know and then facebook's all like you know we're meta now like an angry stepchild um uh, i'm not gonna do tech jokes for the rest of the fucking that's ridiculous what the fuck am i doing uh, um i think dave Chappelle's next special is gonna be him cutting his dick off <laughs> it's like is this what you want <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I honestly, I grew up on Dave Chappelle, you know, which is, I, lo I love Dave Chappelle. I, was I, I can honestly say that Chappelle show and the boondocks, I was just an 11-year-old Indian kid just practicing different intonations of the N-word, you know? <laughs> just like, what's my name? I'm not going to say it. Fuck you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, anyway, um, you guys ever smoke weed and do your math homework? No, you haven't. It's impossible, you know? It's like having a dog barking at you all the fucking time, you know? And then you know, the fans are like, maybe you just need to try a sativa, bro. It's like, I don't think it's the type of weed I'm smoking. <laughs> I think it's the fact that I'm smoking weed, you know? And then they show up to class, like, my dog ate my homework. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, um, did you guys actually get the birds and the bees talk? No? Yeah, I'm convinced it is a conspiracy made up by the deep state, you know? Um, but, like, you know, fucking, like, I, just, I don't know. We didn't have the, I had health class. I got a bee in it, you know? It's like, we didn't have the birds and the bees. We just had a fucking vagina on screen, you know, and just be people, and then the teacher just pointing to it, like, this is a vagina, and it's giving birth. Look at it. <laughs> and then we had to look at it. And then and then, you know, I wonder how that woman's doing right now, you know. <laughs> Just like, you know, what's her contract like? You know, it's like, hey, fifty bucks will film your pussy and you know, scar these kids. <laughs> anyway. Uh, you guys fuck with this vaccine, dude? <laughs> I'm vaccinated, I got tricked. Um, but uh, I got Johnson & Johnson, you know, so fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm getting my, um, I don't know about the booster shot, I'm getting the booster shot, you know, I don't even want kids. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I get stressed out writing an email, you know, and what, like, I don't have the attention span for that, and what's a kid, like a fucking thousand emails? <laughs> <laughs> uh, got a virtue signal, get the vaccine, blah, blah, blah. Signal, signal, signal. 
Thank you. Uh, and um, anyway, what else is good? Uh, is um, here's a joke I stole. I reclaimed my virginity because I had the 90 day warranty. Now, any Jews in the audience? Any Jews? Any Jews? Any Jews? Fuck yeah. I need help on this joke. Is it anti Semitic or not? <laughs> is uh, Okay, hear me out. Uh, Hollywood is what you get when cocaine is kosher. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> um. Oh, I had a I had a bit where like I had to tag the vaccine with like, do you want to drink Joe Biden come or do you want to drink Trump come? Okay. Fuck that. Anyway, that's my time. I'm Rahul. You guys have been beautiful. Rahul, Clapping, laughing, yay! The only cum I want to drink is Tom Brady's cum. Yay! Because the next president's in that nutsack. I am convinced. I need some throat babies. I need some money. Your next comedian. What a lovely human being. Put your hands together for Dorian Trung. Yay! Hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Dorian. My, uh, my mom named me after a, a guy in a book who uh, traded his soul away for good looks. Um, yeah. My mom just gave away my soul for free, though. So, this fucked up. Um, anybody here uh, is in therapy? Cool, cool, cool. Uh, I just started therapy, and I got to say, uh, I don't like it. Um, I think <laughs> it's very frustrating for me to try to convince my therapist, I don't have anger issues. Like I try to smile my way through it. And then she said I was acting crazy. Yeah, she's like, you're making me feel very uncomfortable. And I'm like, what? That's like a firefighter saying it's too warm in there. I'm not going in. Man. So anyway, yeah, I, uh, I have problems. Um, I, have a, I have a weird fetish. My fetish is uh, I love it when women tell me they love me in bed. It's just a really hard, hard work to get to that point, you know what I mean? Like, it's really hard to get to hear those three words. Like, when I first uh, become intimate with a woman, they're like, yeah, give it to me, you fat train station bum. And I'm like, I'm like, whoa, chill. We met at a Starbucks, dude. And it never progresses from there. It's just that's, that's where we're at. All my relationships just right there, you know? And I don't know what's sadder, like, how she sees herself or how I'm the only person that could fulfill her like really dark, dark fantasy. Um, that's where I go. Yeah, uh, I really don't like it when people uh, mischaracterize people they don't know. Like the other day I went to uh, Costco, you guys know what that is, with one of my friends and he was like, he's like, man, people that don't return shopping carts are the fucking worst. And I'm like, really? Those people are the worst? You mean, I was just in there with you, and I swear I saw you, like, replacing uh, the stickers on the organic fruits with the regular fruit. Like, that's way, way more terrible. I also don't like it when people, uh, you know, put positive attributes on me that, you know, are not true. The other day, I, <laughs> I walked a lady to her car because it was dark, and she was like, oh, my, what a gentleman, and I had to stop her right there. I was like, actually... I'm a misogynist. Like, I am convinced she would have got raped and murdered if I wasn't there. You know what I mean? And I thought to myself, if anyone was going to have sex with her that night, like, I hoped it would have been me. 
And I paused right, right when I said that, and I was like, all right, okay, good night, close the door. And that's the truth. That is the truth. If you're a female, that is the truth. Um, but you know who are liars? Men that call themselves feminists. Those fuckers are fucking liars. All right? You know what I mean? Like any guy that says women are the future, like I don't think there's going to be any in theirs. You know what I mean? Like they're the, they're the type of people that are like, mm, I just hope there's more women walking alone at night. But yeah, that's not me. Anyway, thank you. Dorian Trung, a romantic, throwing himself back to the 40s with the way he thinks about women. How fantastic. Let's all dance for money. Do you remember those times? I was I, God. See, that's the thing is, dancing is dead now. Like, I, I wish the 40s were back where you could, like, go out at night and men would give you money to dance with them to music like this. Right? And you could dance around and it's okay, no one likes to dance. It's okay, they've trained it out of you. No more critical thought, no more love of dance. Uh, we're, we're messing with the list because some people haven't been here and they're gonna be back and we're gonna be bumping people around and the whatnot. So I'm gonna say on deck is Kathy, just so you, oh no, 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 not Kathy. On deck is the neighborhood witch. Yes, um, because we're waiting for D Davey and Kyle. But who's up next? is a sweet gentleman. He's such a gentleman and he's so amazing. No, he's a really like, everybody should book him on their shows because he like says please and thank you. And he's just, no, and he's also really funny. Put your hands together for Ian Langlands. Yay! Oh, Imagine if what it took to get booked on shows was just like, please and thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. You're booked, you're booked. Yeah, I'm glad Pam misses the 40s. You know what else was around in the 40s, Pam? Segregation. So, let keep the if, if that's what it, if that's what I mean, keep the dancing in the 40s. We could we could risk not dancing anymore if we could just keep all that other shit there. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, now it's 2021, and it's strange. Very strange, huh? Everything's weird. But the one problem that I have on my mind is I just really I really hope we don't go to war, and I really hope that for very selfish reasons, because I'm the one going to war, because it's my generation. My generation is gonna get deployed. And look at me, do I look like I could kill anybody? Honestly, no I don't. I could give you a good snuggle <laughs> if you wanted me to, but I'm not killing anybody. Look at me, what is this? What is this height to weight ratio? You want me fighting for this country? This shit's not gonna happen. Unless they use me as some sort of like javelin to like kill someone, I don't think I'm gonna be useful at all. I don't think I'll be useful at all. But you guys don't want us to go to war either, right? You don't want us to go to war. Be oh, no war, war, is bad. war is bad, but especially now because my generation would fight in the war. And objectively, we're the worst. We are the worst. Gen Z, that's me, represent. We're the worst. We, we, <laughs> we're not going to do shit in war. Could you imagine? Like, if we don't get a certain amount of likes on our Instagram posts, we're suicidal. <laughs> that's like our claim to fame as a generation. Like, you could say what you want about those motherfuckers in the 40s. But they used their suppressed homosexuality and alcoholism to kill Nazis. And that's the American way. That's the American way, all right? We just take our problems and we bottle it up, okay? We can't do shit with it. We're the generation known for eating Tide Pods. <laughs> you know? You're not going to TikTok dance your way out of an Iranian death squad last I checked, okay? That's not going to work. 
Because we got too many. We think we have all these fucking issues. Like, imagine if before they stormed the beaches of Normandy, one guy's just like, he's like smoking a cigarette in the back. He's like, man, my anxiety is really intense. Uh, I think I'm going to take a mental health day on this one. But you guys go get him. Like, that wouldn't happen. That's what we think. That's what we think it would happen. So, <laughs> so you know, fucking start learning Arabic and Korean and Chinese because if we go to war, we're losing. We're losing. I'll give you, I'll tell you that right now. Thank you. Thank for that sad applause. <laughs> Anybody here uh, grow up in California? California natives? Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So I wonder if you guys did this too, but when I was in fifth grade, I don't know, did you guys also have to do the, um, uh, oh my God, I'm totally blanking. The mission project? The mission project. San Luis Obispo, okay, cool, that's great. Uh, those were plantations uh, for Native Americans. Those were plantations, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have read the news recently, missions were not good, they were not good. And they had little fucking white ass suburban kids in my town running around being like, ha ha, San Diego's better because they killed more Native Americans. Like that shit was fucked up. They had us like flaunting our own, we were each assigned. Actually, I think I had San Luis Obispo, that's funny. but. Uh, but yeah, we were like flaunting, like this is where they caged them, this is where they whipped them, like that's fucked up. I think that's so, but why stop there? This is why racism still exists, because shit like this is in our fucking public schools. This is why. Like why stop there? They should have just had all the fucking white kids dress up in robes, like fucking teaching Bible verses to the Native American kids. Like why stop there, you know? I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, you guys pulled back on that one. There were no Native Americans in my class. There were no Native Americans in my class because the missions worked, that's why. That is why. A little too dark. Okay, noted. Noted. Uh, I, I just went on a road trip down to Santa Barbara, actually. They got a mission down there. I just took a road trip, and I, uh, I, it's so interesting to me that we've all decided that we're going to express ourselves on our vehicles with, like, bumper stickers and stuff. I don't know what the end goal is that. Like, what am I supposed to think? Am I supposed to think you're a good person now that you want to keep Tahoe blue? Like, I don't understand the... The highway etiquette, you know, the amount of fucking Ford F-150s I saw with don't tread on me. Like, what am I supposed to think? You know, give them the fist and be like, yeah, brother, keep it up. Like, do people make friends based off their bumper stickers? I don't understand. I saw a car plastered with anime stickers. That doesn't tell me anything. That just tells me you don't have sex. That's all that that tells me. That we should just put useful information on our on our vehicles. I think that would be great. You know, like, I don't turn my signal on when I merge. That would be great. <laughs> You know, I go 20 under the speed limit. That's great, you know. Uh, I'm drunk. That would be a good bumper sticker. Now I know. Stay away from this person. Okay, thank you. That's been my time. I'm Ian. Thank you. Ian Langlands. Hooray. We had, to make our, um, we had to make a model out of sugar cubes. That was the thing. We had to build our mission out of sugar cubes. So we had to go to the store and buy boxes and boxes of sugar cubes and glue them together and make missions out of them. No one else did this. It was just my school. We had to make sugar cube. It was the weirdest thing. I had to do it though. I had studied the missions. Thanks, California. That was lovely, Ian. Right. Your next comedian. Uh, what a lovely uh, human being. Also, I am, I am also a witch, so I'm excited that she's here too. Put your hands together for Janae, the neighborhood witch. Yay! <laughs> Now, Ian, you 
know good and goddamn well I am four foot nothing. Fuck. All right, so what's up, y'all? It's the neighborhood witch in this motherfucker. Yeah. The neighborhood witch, the funniest bitch. So I'm trying out some new material. Bear with me. So did you guys hear about the $300? I think somebody spoke to it, like, that they're giving not to, like, rob or bip your cars anymore. Okay, so white people bipping? It's when, <laughs> yeah, here we go. I am a comedian and I am a life teacher. So bipping uh, in the inner city, the ghetto, is when basically all those signs motherfuckers is putting up is because people are bipping your shit. They're going in your car and they robbing your motherfucking ass. Please believe you me. So basically, I don't know what part of, like where y'all from, but in my neck of the woods, $300 is not what people are risking their freedom for. The mayor is definitely going to have to jack that price up to a MacBook Pro, an iPad, and some weed, baby, <laughs> for the motherfuckers that I know not to break into your shit, because I can tell you right now that 300 it's looking a little low to the thugs that I know. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, like, what's next? 600 not to rape, 900 not to kill, and a $14 Sizzler coupon? Y'all might as well give me 1800 minus the six, because I don't work for the Catholic Church. I know, y'all. Pray for me. I'm going to get canceled before I make it. Goddamn. Anywho, so in my mind, I was thinking, like, how do they even expect? I was going to say us. Shit, I was going to be like us. I've stopped bipping. It's a life I've put in the goddamn past. I really was going to be like, how do we go up there, like, as if I'm a part of that community anymore? How do they, you know, how do they even go up and ask for the money? Is it gonna be like some CTA thing, like Cat Thieves Anonymous or some shit at the goddamn city hall that they have to go up and sign for? Like, can you imagine them? Like, I'm pretty sure nobody has done that shit. So they go to the front and they're itching and shit. They're like, ooh, baby, I just need a little fix. And they're like, oh, the mayor's like, what do you, what do you need from us? And she's like, I need that 300 before I break into a car. Like, no, bruh, the fuck? No. So speaking of a robbery, this is a true story. You know a motherfucker tried to rob me and hit on me at the same time? <laughs> it was the craziest shit in the world to me. I was like, can you believe this shit? I swear to God, I'm taking out my groceries like so, and my back is turned, and he comes up to me and he's like, give me all your money, and I'm thinking like, fuck, do pussy count. Because let's keep it real, I live in San Francisco, baby. Meaning, these groceries are on food stamps, I'm on Section 8 and I steal. If the city ain't getting no money out of me, <laughs> motherfucker, you're not getting no money out of me. <laughs> okay? So he grabs my phone, I'm like, oh shit. Why this motherfucker put his number in it? <laughs> I swear to God. I thought he was gonna hit me with the gun, he really hit me with them funds. He fucked around and put his number in my phone and cashed at me 50 dollars. He fucked around and turned a 211 into a 187 cause honestly, he could have killed this pussy to, for me to get out of that shit cause nobody wants to get robbed. So mind you, my back is turned, yeah no booty. My back is turned and I'm like please, I have a son, right? I'm like fuck that, I'm a parent in this bitch. He puts his hand on my shoulder real light and he's like, what, me too. We should take them out to the park sometime. <laughs> I swear to God, y'all. So I'm like, I'm sorry. He was like, how about this? Give me the 300 that the city is gonna give you. That's what the city would have gave me and I'll use 100 of that to take us out on that date. I said, I'm sorry, sir, I don't date white men. 
He said, what? How did you know I was white? I said, ain't no nigga out here trying to be no stepdaddy. Thank you so much, Pam. Thank y'all so much. Janae. The neighborhood witch, everyone. Hell yeah. Witchcraft is back and alive and in the mission, and that's good. Uh, so uh, things are weird and wonky on the list in that uh, Davey is not here yet. Neither is Kyle. Jenny just walked in, but I don't want to make you go up on stage just because you just got here and 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 uh, you just showed up too. It was perfect. So it was like, oh, things are all wonky, but then you're here. So um, can maybe what we'll do since we're all standing here for a second is uh, can you are you willing to are you willing to fight for it? Oh, you have to potty. Yeah, you can pee. So hey, Lee, since you were going to be next on the list, will you? Um, uh, get up on stage with Kathy because she's the other person who's next on the list. And you, what you're going to do is it's cat, tin foil, microwave. Okay, so cat, it's like it's like Rochambeau, but cooler, right? So it's cat, tin foil, microwave. Do you just want to submit? All right. So he submits. Kathy, you ready to go? Put, put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Kathy Zhao! Yay! <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Cassie Zhao. How's your Friday going? You think I really care? <laughs> you know, Facebook yesterday changed its name to Meta. M-E-T-A. I changed my name by a person in East Oakland, too. It's called B-I-T-C-H. Bitch. <laughs> This is a true story. Like, Wednesday, I performed in East Oakland. There's a black bitch. Just call me, just call me Asian bitch. Okay, I was like, hell, you know that stop Asian hate, black lives matter, you bitch, shut up. <laughs> yeah, you know, I drove here all the way from San Jose. Just to see you wonderful people. Whenever I drive, I have to pray to God. Oh my Lord. Oh my Lord. Oh my Lord. Please bless the drivers around me. <laughs> you may not know that I am a triple threat on Highway 101. <laughs> Asian, female, no license. <laughs> but you know what? I'm not the worst driver. I'm not the worst driver. You know who are the worst drivers? The guys who modify their engines to make noise. Like, <laughs> hey, dude, you cannot make your girlfriend loud at night so you make your car loud? <laughs> so stupid. Well, I have a question. Um, how many of you have very good Asian friends? Nice. You don't have one? Racist. <laughs> you know, what's the first thing you should do if you visit your Asian friend's home? Yeah, take off your shoes, take off your shoes, take off your fucking shoes. <laughs> but do you think you can just come into our living room after taking off your shoes? 
No, you have to put on those slippers we bought from IKEA. <laughs> you know, like last weekend, I was my best Asian girlfriend in Knob Hill. Like after I took off my shoes, I was going to put on her slippers, and she suddenly just yelled at me, Cassie, go wash your feet, please. I was like, bitch, you really want me to wash my feet for your slippers? Did you wash that white guy's stick before you put it into your mouth? Uh, no, he asked me to wash my mouth first. <laughs> he said he has white privilege. <laughs> you know, I want to have that privilege too. So I went on a date with a proud boy. <laughs> you know why he's so proud? Because he has a white face, two blue eyes, and the red neck, patriotic red, white, blue. <laughs> then I find out that mom, my mom who's living in China right now, has something in common with Proud Boys. They both wanted me to go back to China. <laughs> my, my mom wants me to go back to China because I cannot find a husband in California. Uh, but I know tonight, there are so many single losers. <laughs> so if you date me, you will work with me, but report directly to my mom. <laughs> I, I told my mom that I, I, I cannot go back to China. I need to do stand-up comedy here. You know, you know, to me, doing stand-up comedy is just like having sex. Let's say, even if you are very bad at it, it's okay, it's the, it's the other person who suffered from you for five minutes, right? Just like what you're suffering from me for five minutes today. Thank you so much. This is Kathy Zhao. Thank you, Pam. Kathy Zhao, never a sufferer, always a joy. That was gorgeous. The joy and wonderment, everybody, of Kathy Zhao. Put your hands together, yay, yay. All right, things are confusing on the list. So now Kyle is here and Jenny is here and Lee is here, and you were all in an order on the list. But do you have any preferences among yourselves? Because you kind of walked into the room and I didn't want to be like, oh my God, I'm throwing you up on stage and you weren't ready or whatever. Do you, like, does, it's right now, whoever stands up first, Kyle, Jenny, or Lee gets up. One of you, go up to the stage. There it is! Everybody put your hands together for Lee Wyatt! Yay! Oh, nobody. You get an extra minute for your bravery. <laughs> I only did it so I could respond because like five minutes was really nice to say. Like, that was such a gracious thing. Uh, I'm a, you know, usually two minutes. <laughs> so I appreciate that actually. Yeah, how's everyone doing? It's uh, the holidays, right? Halloween. Everyone pumped up? I'm pumped. I take it a little too seriously, though. I'm kind of like uh, Daniel Day-Lewis when it comes to Halloween. <laughs> you know what that means? I'm a method actor. <laughs> so uh, I've pretty much been in costume for like three months. Uh, hold on, wait. Okay. 
guess what I'm going as. <laughs> uh, serial killer, yeah. <laughs> but it's totally cool, because if somebody else is also, you know, has the same costume, I can take it, it's versatile, I can take it off. Mustache, I'm a pedophile now. <laughs> Isn't that great? No, but like I said, I take it pretty seriously. Uh, I actually killed three people on the way here. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, uh, one was a kid. <laughs> you know, I noticed another thing, like with the glasses, mustache combo, when I take them off, I still get called a pedophile. <laughs> and uh, you know, people are like, hey, where's your van? like around the corner <laughs> and yes it has no windows it was cheaper that way <laughs> they're like you like candy I'm like yeah I got candy it's Halloween man I gotta give this out to the children plus house I'm not gonna get them in my van <laughs> like I said I take it a little too seriously I bought the whole van just for the, the costume <laughs> but yeah, you know, um, it's nice, you know, looking like this. I don't really get bothered on the street. <laughs> it's really nice. Um, it's also really hard for me to cop drugs on the street. Because another thing, they're like, hey, you look like an undercover cop from the 80s. <laughs> I'm like, why are the only movies drug dealers watch from the 80s? <laughs> like, come on, move on. You know, the one time he's like, lift up your shirt, show me if you got a wire. So I did. Got stabbed. <laughs> but it was with a spoon, so it didn't like break the skin. I guess that's the only weapon he could afford. But it was actually a gold-plated spoon, and I'm allergic to gold, so I got a big rash. <laughs> so, needless to say, I gave him the money. Anyway. Yeah, so Halloween's coming up. Wait, I already did that. <laughs> About to take a road trip. About to drive across the country. Thanks for your support. I'm glad you're stoked about that. Um, yeah, I figured I'd just take it the whole nine and go on a kill spree <laughs> all the way to the <laughs> East Coast. <laughs> I mean, the van's got very low miles, so <laughs> pretty, pretty sure I can get a lot of killing done. <laughs> Look out for my Netflix special. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, the ladies love it, you know, when you kill people. Anyway, I guess I just killed this. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm just gonna let it die and we'll mourn it together. So thank you very much. Yeah. Lee Wyatt, everyone, hooray! And then yay, yay! Oh my gosh, it makes so much sense, your Netflix special. Uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, Kyle, you're next. Yeah, you are. So we're getting back to the list kind of in a normal Z way. So on deck is Jenny. <laughs> 
But right now, put your hands together, everybody, for Kyle Morrissey. Yay! Thank you. I uh, I just figured I'd go after Lee to make white guys look good again. Um, I just didn't want to follow Kathy. I was like, I don't think people are going to clap for me. I don't. I don't look like someone you want to cheer on. I don't. <laughs> I'm, I know I'm not. I know I'm not going to get that kind of goodwill. <laughs> um. As I'm sure you can all tell for Halloween this year, I'm going as unvaccinated. Uh, <laughs> ooh, <laughs> spooky. No, I'm, I'm vaccinated. Uh, yeah, I'm vaccinated. Um, I still show my fake card to get into places, though, just like out of spite. Um, I, don't, I don't know. It's like, I feel like it's like the last little bit. It's immature. I feel like it would be worse if I got caught vaccinated using a fake card than if I was fully vaccinated or unvaccinated altogether. I don't, I, that would, that would just be so awkward. Actually, it's so awkward. I still don't have a punchline for it yet, but I know that it's a decent premise. So it doesn't matter. My blood's always going to be dirty. I'm Irish. I, I, it doesn't, there's no amount of vaccines you can give me that are going to purify me. Um, it feels weird being the most irrelevant race ever. Um, (laughs) If you can't pick your ethnicity on a job application, you're white. That's uh, and if you're Irish, you're not getting the job. Uh, I'm not gonna hire a data analyst named Happy O'Doyle. That's <laughs> not gonna. That's not gonna happen. I'm not gonna do that. You can you can picture Happy O'Doyle. That guy was genetically engineered to be a janitor. Uh, <laughs> he's not gonna. He has no teeth. He's got a red face probably isn't that happy uh i uh i actually i feel like being irish could be kind of relevant today because apparently this country has a problem with racism uh i had no idea uh the irish faced a lot of racism when they came over here which is crazy (laughs) uh they were kind of like the country's i mean seriously like they kind of were the country's first POCs. Um, except the O probably had a little apostrophe over it, you know? <laughs> probably went by person O color. Oh. <laughs> the way that they overcame that the racism that they face is very interesting. I, f- I feel like that's where the lesson lies. Um, they overcame the racism that they faced by becoming the most racist people. <laughs> <laughs> that the world had ever seen. That was their solution. <laughs> they looked at their oppressors and they're like, oh yeah, come on boyos, to the police academy, here we go. <laughs> We're gonna become cops. <laughs> you didn't see that coming, did you? Let's see, I got a lot of other stuff about race, but I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I, uh, anyone see Dune? I saw Dune. That was that was cool. I'm a Dune fan now. That always happens to me. I never read. I always see the movie adaptation first, and then I go back and I read the books. Like it's happened with so many series, like Dune, Lord of the Rings, Passion of the Christ. Uh, that got me into the Bible. I, I, <laughs> way more exposition in the book though than the movie. I had there's a whole Old Testament. I had it. I was like, no, where's the page where they kill Jesus? I want. Where's that? I want to read that. That was sick. 
Passion of the Christ is a 49% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> they did Jesus dirty. They couldn't even give a certified fresh for the Lord. Uh, um, it, the reviews are brutal. They're like, what drags more, the plot or that crucifix <laughs> through the ground of that dirty Nazarene sand? Uh, all right. See ya. <laughs> to everyone yes yes the dog also claps for kyle morrissey oh my goodness passion of the christ um it was like he was like a living it's like he lived out his proud boy fantasy but <laughs> with this as chris halloween outfit for the whole way your next comedian i'm so excited to have her here she's from la i keep seeing her all over the internet and i'm super excited and you all have to clap wildly because like she's flesh come on now everybody put your hands together for jenny mulaney yay oh my god you've seen me all over the internet have you seen me on mr skin <laughs> oh my god wait i'm being upstaged by a very small creature wait, i want to ask you miss are you are you a pomeranian or a long-haired chihuahua that is the question Pomeranian, okay. Well, I mean, I was close. Like, gave you two options, right? Um, I, I'm actually half Irish. Um, I, <laughs> I, like, I was starting to, like, riff off that, but then I did whatever my dad does when he tells that story. I just completely dissociated. <laughs> like, mm, yeah, no. Um, I thought I put my phone on. Oh, I just didn't even go into my notes section. I'm trying new shit tonight because, you know, why the fuck not? do that um you're we're gonna be fighting this whole what is her name courtney love i've never been heckled by a pomeranian before so this is exciting courtney love no it's okay she can stay well like i don't know well oh oh she wants to make sure no one claps for me so no applause break just just to be clear don't thank you we can like snap instead like um Okay, so where was it going with this? Okay, just last week, just last week, just last week in the Castro, I walk into a bathroom, and out of the stall walks what looks like a woman, a very handsome, chiseled woman, if you will, and I walk into the bathroom, toilet seat up. Yeah, I feel mortified. I feel disgusted. It is dirty in there. And before I lose you, just hear me out. I think anyone should be able to use whatever bathroom they want, except for one group of people, bulimics. <laughs> I can say it because I used to be one. <laughs> anorexia binge purge type to be exact um but don't worry about me i am recovered now i'm good courtney love you are not clearly she's still triggered <laughs> no it's okay it's all good um yeah so i used to be anorexic and um i didn't realize that uh my eating disorder was a problem until i started getting hit on um by white guys i guess you could say that was my bottom no longer having one. Um, yeah, I'm from LA, but I'm no stranger to the Bay Area. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this like little school, UC Berkeley. Um, 
Thank you. Yes, go Bears. Um, I don't mean to brag, but um, yeah, UC Berkeley, I dropped out of it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, I, I went to UC Berkeley because I was tired of SoCal and the shallow superficiality and um, being subjected to the white male cisgender heteronormative patriarchy, AKA didn't get into UCLA. <laughs> um, so I show up at Cal and um, my roommate comes up to me and she goes, hello, I am Kasha Longer. Valedictorian of Pleasanton High School, class of 2003. I don't know why I'm doing a weird Russian accent. She was actually Polish, but whatever. And so I was like, oh, hey, I'm Jenny. Um, I was also valedictorian. And she goes, oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> your room, your side of the room is so pink and pretty. <laughs> I was like, really? There's an aesthetic portion to the competition? <laughs> Last I checked, clearly numbers-based, and for the record, I am an LA 8, New York 9, Bay Area 10, so don't mess with me, bitch. <laughs> um, yeah, so freshman year went real well. <laughs> um, I, we just had a full moon. Anyone into the moon? I'm super into the moon, thank you. Every, every full moon, I do the same ritual. I get my incense, I get my candles, I get my period. And I don't mean to brag, but I read an article in Cosmo, and the fact that I get my period on the full moon means that I'm a witch. <laughs> but don't worry, I only trust credible sources. Like my psychic. Um, I have a ghost in my bathroom, but don't worry, he is a friendly ghost, and every day he sends me sweet messages from the other side. Isn't that crazy? I think I'm actually communicating with a man. <laughs> then I started to think about it. I was like, whoa, wait. <laughs> this ghost has been nice to me for two years. This ghost must be a woman. No man's ever been nice to me for this long. <laughs> um, what should we end on? Uh, okay, one of my favorites, I have an IUD. Thank you. Um, I also have a DUI. <laughs> and you know, they're kind of similar. Like, both were painful to get. Both have been with me for 10 years. And both have saved lives. Thank you. I'm Jenny Mullaney, and that's my time. Hey, Jenny Mullaney, you're amazing. I feel like we're the same person. I love you. I love all your jokes. You're amazing. Have fun with the rest of your shows. I'm so excited that you're here, and I know you're in LA, and you're doing your whole thing, and you're amazing. Yay! Jenny Mullaney, yay! Um, hey, your next comedian's got a tiny dog. Courtney Love is like, I think that she was barking at the flannel. I think that she was having like a visceral reaction to some like Kurt Cobain vibes. <laughs> uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Davy Kirsch, yay! Hi, I'm Davy Kirsch. I don't recognize any of you. I've been out of the game for a while, but I wrote some new stuff, so here goes. Um, yeah, I just moved. Does anyone live like on a shitty street in a nice neighborhood? Because like, I know when I'm getting close to my apartment when I start seeing broken Hennessy bottles and used condoms. 
Like I saw a used condom, my dog actually found it, but I, f I saw a used condom in an alleyway next to the nightclub next to where I live. And I was just like, wait, you guys are using condoms? <laughs> like, okay, I've definitely used a condom, you know, probably like half of the time. But I'm pretty sure, like, I mean, you guys look cool. Like, come on. We've all been a fucking raw dog cum dump when we weren't supposed to. And there's no excuse, because apparently people getting their back blown out in an alleyway next to a nightclub have the common sense to use a condom. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, how toxic the environment you live is in is by how fucked up the pigeons look. <laughs> yeah. I saw one with no toes walking around on two stumps. A lot of beautiful plus size pigeons outside of the pizza place next to my house. It's Little Italy, so they're all fat. They have double chins. They smoke. <laughs> Yeah, there's one that lives on the ledge outside of my apartment that has a fucking big tumor on its neck. Which is kind of disheartening because we live like 10 feet away from each other and we have a very similar diet of pizza crust and secondhand smoke. So I guess a big fat neck tumor is what I have to look forward to. All right. Um, yeah, so I live in San Francisco now. So I spend most of my time just trying to convince myself to not start sucking dick to be able to afford my rent. Yeah. Yeah, people who fuck for money just value their time a lot more than the rest of us. Like, think about all the... How long would it take you to make $1,000? Like, how many fucking hours driving Uber or fucking working at a shitty Safeway, getting yelled at by a fucking, your fucking fat old boss who you're the only person he has authority over in the world and he abuses that. Or you could just let a fucking geriatric gargoyle use you like a human fleshlight for like five minutes. Yeah, okay, yeah, um, my mom had a sugar daddy. I had a sugar daddy, but I didn't fuck my sugar daddy, which is like everyone's dream, right? Like I just want a guy to give me money, but then you have to actually have to spend quality time with them. Yeah, I did mountains of cocaine with this man for just, yeah, scraps compared to what I could have got if I just fucked him. I could have just won and done. <laughs> Yeah, and then my mom had a sugar daddy, though. Um, yeah, I considered him my sugar grandpa. <laughs> and so I thought, like, oh, maybe I should meet this guy. Like, you know what I mean? Well, okay, I'm going to be honest. I was going over there to buy some cocaine because <laughs> he's an 87-year-old Italian man who doesn't know how to read. And if he's been doing cocaine and he hasn't died yet, you know it's some good shit. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so not to run the light, but uh, yeah, so I went over there to get cocaine and 
um he gave me six hundred dollars i'm like oh cool is this like my allowance thanks gramps and then anyway he jacked off in front of me <laughs> and i watched in horror and then uh, my dog jumped up on the bed and started licking his hand as he beat off which it's my fault for bringing her everywhere but she seemed into it she's fucking gross yeah and then he asked me if like I ever like let my dog go down on me because apparently his late wife R.I.P. used to like hook up with their dog. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm just staring in horror because his dick is like, let me tell you something about this guy's dick. There's, hi, what's up, dude? That dog is like, I'm uncomfortable. Can we go, dad? Yeah. When you're old, you can get a dick surgery where you get a cock pump installed into your balls that you can like squeeze and it makes your dick hard and then I guess you like unsqueeze it and it makes it soft. And uh, yeah, so I was just like medically fascinated, frozen in horror. Um, then he told me he, yeah, he's a veteran. So the VA paid for that surgery. So um, yeah, I think we need more trillions of dollars to the military. So, you know, more old men can visually ruin my sex life. All right, thank you. Have a good night. Hooray, Davy Kerr. She's touching old men so we don't have to. Yay. No, I know you didn't. He just did it in front of you. I'm sorry. I, but I totally respect sex workers. And boy, I wish I was hot enough to be able to do it. Uh, I, I mean, geez. Oh, that, thank you. That's really sweet. Wouldn't it be? But the thing is, if I was to do sex work, I'd be like, all I'd want to do is like an OnlyFans where I like read Gertrude Stein novels and like like put like a microphone up my pussy. But I have so much hair that nobody would like it. It'd just be so, everybody would be like, this is so feminist and weird and counterproductive to the whole. Your next comedian is a lovely lady. And uh, she's, uh, what, a, what a joy to wonder. And she's driven me around and listened to my stories. Put your hands together for Ashley Tomajin. Yay! And give it up for Pam, everybody. Yes. <clears throat> yes, hi. My name is Ashley Tomajin. It was a really long day at work today. Um, I had sixth graders making out. I have to say, it was grosser than watching my parents have sex. Like, I, I like, honestly, like, like, I saw them, they bunt teeth. Like, they went, like, like, they, they didn't know how to kiss, guys. Like, it was disgusting. It was disgusting. And one of them had braces and the other one had a bleeding lip. I'm like, like, did you, like, you know, like, what happened to you, son? Why is your lip blazing? Like, oh, a girl kissed me with braces. Like, no, you think, oh, you didn't get punched in the mouth? What? <sighs> Working with middle school kids is not easy. Thank God I only do it for two hours of a day as I usually help out in the high school. All right. Um, I've been having car trouble. My, my tire, my, the air pressure on my tires is low. And so like I had the, the little warning in my car. So I went to put air in my tires. And as I was doing that, like, um, so it was, it was a gas station, but there was like a, a mechanic garage on the same building. And it was right in, and right in front of that was the air pump. And so I was there trying to pump my, air, my tires, but the parking space was on a tilt, so I parked in front of the garage thinking that he was working on a car. And at one point he goes, Miss, when you're done playing with the tires, can you please move your car? And I was like, motherfucker, playing with the tires? Playing with the tires? Playing with the tires? If I was a man, would he have said that? 
No, no, I'm fucking serious. I'm putting air in. Does it look like I'm having fun right now, sir? I'm doing this in a dress. It's raining. It was fucking raining. I'm playing with the tires. I was so upset. And so, and this just comes like, like there was another time um, when it was raining and I was at a gas station again. And um, I was pumping the gas and I was waiting just for the shit to be finished. And I like messing around with the squeegee on my on my window, just like, just killing time. I wasn't really trying to wipe it down or anything. And a guy tapped me on the shoulder and I turned around, I look at him and, and I turn around again. He's like, taps me again. He's like, can you hear me? And I'm like, what? And he says, miss, the correct way to use a squeegee is you take the paper and you wipe it off and then you do this with the, I was like, motherfucker, nobody asked. <laughs> Oh my God. And so like, I, so, so I throw the, I, th I throw the, the squeegee down to the little water tray and I'm just like, I get the thing. I'm just like, he's like, I'm just trying to help miss. I'm just trying to help. It's like, dude, nobody asked. And then there was another time when I was in Oklahoma visiting my friends. I'm from Oklahoma guys. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So <laughs> yes, I'm an Oki. Um, and so we were in Tulsa and this guy, so, so I, I wanted to make a steak and I know how to cook a steak on the stove. My friend doesn't have a grill. She's like, I don't have a grill. I don't know how to cook this. Bitch, you don't know how to cook at all. All right. So, so we're in the grocery store and, and like this guy comes up. He's like, are you guys having a barbecue? And she's like, I don't have a grill. And I'm like, oh, why are you engaging in this conversation? And I'm trying to talk to her about like the price of stuff and where I come from. God help the men that interrupt the women while they're talking. So, so, so he's like, well, oh, there's a way you can do it in the oven. You get a pan and you do this. You do I'm like, sir, nobody asked you for a recipe. And everybody in the grocery store goes, whoop. And they looked at me and then my friend's like, she's coming from Berkeley. She's coming from the Bay Area. I'm like, I'm from Oklahoma. This is just how I am. Why is this guy talking to us about a steak that nobody asked her as in interjections? So, and he was like, so she made me apologize to him. <laughs> she made me apologize to him and I was like sir I'm sorry that you felt the need to give me a recipe that I didn't ask for and he's just like well do you want the recipe like, no I don't want the fucking recipe I know how to cook a goddamn steak look at me I know how to cook a fucking steak this bitch knows how to eat and I know how to cook god damn it so I'll leave you with this gentlemen if it's a woman is a complete stranger and it looks like she needs help don't just leave her alone just say nothing just take a mental note that there's a woman doing something on her own without a man and marvel at the fact that women are capable of doing this shit without your help or mansplaining or anything thank you very much that's my time i'm ashley jane thomason yay ashley can feed herself yay i'm kidding <laughs> I know, misogyny is so deep in our, uh, the patriarchy's real. Your next comedian, he was steeped in it as a child. Put your hands together for Mark Neuer, yay! It's the music I listen to as I chop up humans and eat them for dinner. Some people, they wake up they write down a list of goals and ambitions. I just uh, wake up and that's good enough for me. <laughs> I do. It's perfect. Some people, they wake up, they write a whole list of their, their 
absolute dreams what they want to do and what they're going to do in the day. I wake up like Bill O'Reilly, just, fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> I'm fucking stoned. I got a new girlfriend. She's a foodie. She likes food. I wanted to spice it up. So I got onion ring cock rings and mozzarella stick. Nipple piercings, ranch lube. It's never been hotter, ladies and gentlemen. It's never been better. Some of the best sex in the world. You ever made a girl squirt? I mean, hey, there you go. God bless. Hey, God bless. You know what I mean? There you go. You going to get a fanny pack too? There you go. Why not? I'm going to get one too. I'm going to get pants like this, a fanny pack, and a fucking an Irish. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> really what I'm gonna do. I can't, can't wait to die. I can't wait. The sweet release, ladies and gentlemen. Sweet, sweet release of death. Uh, this, this is potentially, most likely, my last Mutiny Radio set before I move. I'm, I'm gonna go live on a farm. I'm gonna milk myself. <laughs> oink, oink, moo. Can't wait. I gotta get something off my chest, these tits. You know what I mean? Oh! I gotta do it. They got hair on them. Who's, what kind of God? What kind of God gives someone tits and then gives them hair? What the fuck? I got a nice rack, but it's hairy. I, well, I'm not... I know, Pam, I don't have a dog in this fight. I know, I got tits, I still don't got a dog in this fight. I don't know, how, how do I get a dog to fight, you know? <laughs> oh, everyone's dressing up for Halloween. I'm gonna dress up as myself. I'm tired of wearing a fucking mask. Tired of wearing a mask, tired of wearing a beanie and hiding all this fuckery, you know what I mean? I'm just gonna go out butt-ass naked because you can in San Francisco and Sunday's my last night here. So I might as well join the fucking club and join the party. I could never be a pirate or a ninja and I know this to be a fact. I do, I know it to be a fact because I can't even stick the, the dipstick back inside the oil hole without... And how am I supposed to do this and not fucking cut my leg off? <laughs> it's the first joke I ever wrote. It was. It was the very first joke I ever wrote. Oh, I can't wait to die. I can't. Just not going to do it here on fentanyl. Fuck that. You know what I mean? I want blow, not fucking synthetic heroin. Thanks. Bye. Pantheon with all of the amazing gods. I'm one of the gods of comedy, Mark Noir, everybody. All right. Uh, hey, we're back on the list. Um, this is a new comedian. Is Seamus here? All right. Hey, everybody, put your hands together, everybody, for your next comedian, Seamus Donahoe. Yay! You never know. You're like the third person to get my name right, so I appreciate that. Also, I feel like I'm in uh, that book, Gulliver's Travels. I feel like a giant right now. Oh, Trump's desk. That's cool. Um, 
So I am, uh, yeah, Seamus Donahoe. Um, I too am um, ethnically ambiguous. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm not at all. I'm 100% Irish. Um, I'm actually, I like to say this all the time, I am born and raised in San Francisco, but I was reborn in Oakland. Um, I just, uh, I recently celebrated uh, eight years of sobriety. Um, that was pretty cool for me. Uh, thank you, thank you, appreciate it. Um, you know, it's funny, whenever I go to new places, like specifically beaches like San Diego or LA or whatever, like it just, it doesn't feel like Ocean Beach where I grew up, you know? It's just, there's like a different smell, a different sort of aura or whatever. Um, my favorite part actually was, um, you know that kind of kitty corner, Santiago and Terravel, that like random bathroom or whatever? I just really had to go. So I turned the corner and two homeless men were fucking each other. Um, and love is love, so. <laughs> I don't judge, but I was like, oh, my bad. Sorry about that. And they're like, we're not gay. It's just really cold. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. That's only in San Francisco. Um, so yeah, so I, li I, live, uh, I live in Oakland now uh, for the last four years. When I first moved, if I'm being honest, you know, I'm the only white guy in the block or whatever. So um, I didn't want to move there. Um, I broke up with my girlfriend. And uh, I was actually, it, like, right when I got sober, I was homeless for about two weeks. Basically, went to... Went back to Golden Gate Park and said, fuck this, I'm going to go get help. Um, so anyways, I moved to Oakland, right? And uh, people are like, here comes another fucking white guy trying to change the neighborhood. And I'm like, no, no, I'm uh, just as poor as you are. <laughs> Trust me, if I could live anywhere else, I would. Uh, but after about a year or so, I realized that Oakland is a beautiful place. Um, there's, 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 less, there's less people like me, you know, which is great. Uh, one funny, one funny story is one of my neighbors happens to be Hispanic, and he walked up to me one day, he's like, what's up, bro? You, uh, you Maricone? And I was like, fuck yeah, buddy, American, yeah. Red, white, and blue. And then my, my landlord's like, that's not what it means. <laughs> I was like, oh, my bad. Uh, that's cool. Uh, another thing is, is I, I, I sort of expanded my friends group. Um, I don't hang out with as much white people. Um, thank God. Um, and one of the things people are like, uh, where do you live now? I'm like, oh, uh, right off of uh, Fruitvale Station. And they're like, oh, that's awesome. Oh, like that Michael B. Jordan movie. I'm like, no, no, you're thinking of uh, Space Jam. Um, so yeah, my <laughs> living in San Francisco, I, I grew up, you know, obviously I grew up Irish Catholic. Uh, I went to uh, Catholic school my entire life. Uh, love my parents, I really do, um, but they make zero sense. Um, if you could guess already, uh, my dad looks like Bernie Sanders, um, and my mom's a minotaur. Uh, <laughs> no, no, that's, she's, she's Irish, she can't help it. Um, she actually was in this pretty, apparently it's pretty famous, this, uh, this contest called The Rose of Tralee. I guess it's basically like, uh, it's a contest for the, uh, the finest and the greatest, the best, the most beautiful Irish, or a woman of Irish descent, right? Or as I like to call it, the I Mean I Guess Awards. Uh, she actually texted me last week for my birthday. Uh, she said, you were our greatest surprise. And I was like, that's weird, you invited me to dinner. I don't know what that means. I was like, oh, I wasn't planned, okay. Uh, which makes me think about religion real quick. Um, you know, I don't, I'm sort of a Safeway Catholic. I kind of pick and choose where I go and when I go or whatever. And the one thing I'll never believe is the Immaculate Conception. Because again, about my mother, she knows exactly how I was conceived. She told me. She said, yeah, your father, uh, he had a broken arm. We were babysitting. Uh, he was really excited because uh, the 49ers were beating the Broncos. And uh, Joe Montana threw for 246 yards and four touchdowns. He might have ran for one. Don't really remember. Pretty exciting night. Um, 
something I've been getting in a lot of trouble in recently as I started my stand-up career is I tell this joke where I was like, oh, I got pulled over the other day. Um, and the officer's like, do you know why I pulled you over? I was like, is it because I'm young and I'm black and my hat's real low? And he's like, no, because you're fucking speeding. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, uh, in closing, too, this thing I've been working on, I don't know if it's any good, uh, but I was watching uh, Wedding Crashers the other day, and for some reason, Owen Wilson sounds like um, Caitlyn Jenner talking about becoming governor. Oh, oh, oh no, 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 no. I I'm going to run for governor, not mayor. Thank you. That's my time. Seamus Donahoe, everybody. Yeah. I'm also Irish. Your next comedian, hey, where's you got your tiny dog? Is someone watching your tiny dog? There's so many tiny dogs tonight. It's like free range dogs in this joint. It's great. Oh, you give Blanche to a person, she's a doll. Oh my goodness. Put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. The very funny Adam Close, yay! She wasn't lying. My name is Adam Close. You guys know about the egg war? The egg war. Batayones. Google it. Two, two men died. Gotta Google it. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, locally known for doing uh, Comedy about lyrics, like rap, rap lyrics, uh, historically, but also like country lyrics. But tonight I'm gonna do some uh, rock and roll lyrics that I, pr I have, I take issue with. You guys know this motherfucker, Kenny Loggins? <laughs> Talking about highway to the danger zone. Knowing what I know about local politics and how things get built, and I know a lot. Ain't nobody approving a highway to the danger zone. You kidding me? They can't even get high speed, high, high speed rail going, let alone a highway to the danger zone. Pink Floyd, Pink Floyd was uh, talking about, hey, teacher, leave that kid alone. You know, those were bad kids. I think they needed education. All right. I hate it when uh, you ever like see somebody hold the door open for someone and the, the person goes through and they're like, thank you. And the guy holding the door was like, oh, it was my pleasure. That's creepy to me. It was your pleasure? You got pleasure from that? Like you came when the person walked through the door? In your pants right now? That's gross. I wish you had kept that to yourself. Fucking creep. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Hell yeah. Despite the way I look and talk, I'm extremely well cultured. Um, you guys know about this motherfucker, Vincent Van Gogh? Famously cut his ear off and mailed it to his lover, right? Was Daniel Lewis talking about that earlier? Cool. Uh, uh, he's, he doesn't know this, but uh, his lover was actually a guy. It was a male lover. 
you guys know that? More like Vincent Van Gay, am I right? Thank you. All right. Um, one of my favorite things is when I'm at a crosswalk and a hot chick walks by. So, you know, I'm taking my time. Like, okay, all right. Dinner and a show, you know what I mean? That sort of thing, right? One of my least favorite things is when I'm with my wife and a hot chick walks by the crosswalk and I got to pretend I'm an aviary enthusiast. I'm like, oh, is it a... Is that a ring neck pheasant up there? I don't know. I do. I do live with my wife. I'm happily married. It's cool. Um, you married, ma'am? Yeah, you live with your wife still? No? Oh, ripper. Um, maybe this happens to you. I'll, I'll tell you what happens. Sometimes I, I come into the bedroom that I share with my wife after a particularly good jack-off session. And I just, I like to lean in the threshold real relaxed and just let her know. Could have been you in there. <laughs> All right, man, give it up for me. I'm Adam Close. Yay, Adam Close. Loves his dog and his wife. Jacks off in the shower, wherever he jacks off, and he's jacking off all the time. Like every other comedian I've ever known, like your next comedian, I like I've termed him like he's the jizz master. He has more jokes about jizz than anyone who've ever made jizz jokes. Uh, and he doesn't even have to do them tonight. I'm just letting you know. But um, he, I think he's very funny. Put your hands together for Connor Lonsdale. Yay! I don't want to walk without you. Yes. Thank you, Pam. How, how's it going? You guys like my mullet? You like that shit? Coming in strong. I call this uh, vaccine in the front, ivermectin in the back. Let's be honest. This is it's fucking ivermectin all over, dude. It's, it's an equestrian cut. Adam's a vocab fan. Hey, who do you guys think is smarter, cats or dogs? Good. You <laughs> said that right in front of her. <laughs> okay. You guys are smart. I think I think cats are smarter, but a lot of people say dogs. I don't. They're like, oh, dogs are smarter because they do what you say. Oh yeah, a classic sign of intelligence: <laughs> blind, unquestioning obedience. No, I got proof that cats are smarter because not once in the history of the world has a cat ever eaten dog shit. <laughs> Fucking dogs, on the other hand, they, they love eating cat poop. It's their favorite thing in the world. If I brought you into a room with two guys in it, and I'm like, hey, which of these guys do you think is smarter? One of them's just casually grooming himself. The other one's eating the other guy's shit. I don't got to be a recruiter for Mensa to figure that one out. You guys, I got a webbed toe. It's like this. My two toes are... Stuck together, and people always ask me, they're like, "Why didn't, why didn't the doctor, you know, separate that when you were born?" And my my parents explained that, you know, they'd figured they'd let me get older, and I could make that decision for myself. 
which is fine, but I just think it's strange that they didn't afford the same consideration to the tip of my penis. What the fuck? How, like, how did that... The doctor just comes in, he's like, ah, I've got bad news and even worse news. <laughs> the bad news is your son was born with a perfectly normal, fully intact foreskin and a web toe. The worst news is your insurance will only cover one of them. Here's some reading material so you can make an informed decision. He just hands him a copy of the Old Testament. Fuck. I don't got time to be separating toes. I got more baby dicks to chop. Get them in here. Cha-cha. He starts kicking baby dicks, too. <laughs> Not a good doctor, that guy. I was talking to my friend earlier this week, and she, she told me that her coworker passed away over the weekend. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> good timing there, Pam. I was like... I was like, oh my God, what happened? They passed away. And she goes, yeah, it was a motorcycle accident. I was like, oh, that's terrible. But not really the vibe I got from the term passed away, you know? Passed away, I think peaceful. You know, my grandma passed away. I'm pretty sure that guy fucking died. <laughs> my coworker fucking died. You'd be like, oh, my uncle, he finally succumbed. Oh, my, oh, what was it? What, cancer? He no, he was torn apart by a pack of rabid wolves. He succumbed to their razor-sharp teeth. He's crossed over. He's in a better place. The inside of a wolf. He fucking died. All right, thank you guys. Have a good night. <laughs> Connor Lobsdale. Everyone, that was beautiful. It was poignant. It was amazing. Your next comedian. We're almost, we're almost to the end, folks. Hang in there. You're doing great. I'm having fun. You having fun? Yay! You're still having fun. Put it up for your next comedian, everybody. Dash Renault. Yay! <laughs> I love how with Connor we were promised cum jokes and we got succumb jokes. That was that's a nice false lead there. I, uh, I'm really feeling for Pam right now, folks. I, I feel bad for Pam. I know Pam's, you know, feeling the fact that the attendance for this year's Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival isn't quite what we all would have hoped it had been. And I can't help but feel personally responsible for that. Honestly, I feel like the whole thing's my fault. I don't know if you guys remember this, but last year's Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020, every single one of these seats was filled for every single one of these shows that entire week. And it was a lot of older folks, too. It was mostly old people. And I performed at a number of those shows. And I don't know if you remember this, but I had just gotten back from Bali, Indonesia, having flown through Guangzhou, China. I think I literally killed the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. I gave all those old motherfuckers COVID. Now they're gone. Speaking of, come, thank you. 
Thank you. <laughs> That's a joke. She's not tipping me. It's for those on the radio, you listening. Uh, speaking of people coming into America, it's really interesting how we used to conceive of America as a melting pot. What a weird metaphor, right? Like people come in here, no matter where they're from, we melt them down and print them out in the exact mold as everyone else. What a racist metaphor, right? It's super inaccurate. I think that we should start subscribing to the pizza model. I think that's what really represents this country, right? You start out with a white base, you know? And I mean, the flour for your pizza dough can come from anywhere. You know, it could be Persian flour, it could be Japanese flour, probably European flour, but as long as it's bleached enough, that flour makes it in to your white flour dough, and that makes up your base for your pizza. And then, of course, you know, you've got a few spices in there that aren't quite white. You know, you've got the garlic coming in from Central Asia, some basil coming from India, of course, the oregano from Italy, you know, they're not quite there yet, but they, they spice up the country, it's great. And you combine that with Native Americans giving in tomatoes and a generous donation of Native American blood, and that gets you to the pizza sauce, right? That's the red sauce that goes on top of the pizza. And then at a certain point in history, we decided to start treating women as people too. And so, and so that's like another white mass that goes into the mix, but they're not quite like that original white base. So instead, women are represented by the cheese that gets shredded up and spread across the pizza. And then, of course, finally, you have these additional elements that just kind of get plopped in, you know, these, these parts that they're, they're not going to melt at all. They're just the toppings on the pizza. They're nothing like that white bread base. They're pretty much going to stay just the way they are when they started on the pizza. But, but that's great. They're really what makes the pizza what it is. Of course, you can't have too many toppings, you know, it's going to ruin it. And some toppings don't go so well with other toppings, this is known. And then, uh, yeah, and then finally, the bottom of it's going to be black. Not like 100% black, but like 40% black. I didn't write history, I didn't decide how pizza is made, but the bottom's got to be black, because that's how you get that white mass to puff up into the exalted, elevated crust. You know, there's actually a special word in Italian for the puffy crust of the edge around a pizza. It's called the cornicione. And it's actually a really part of making a pizza because it symbolizes that upper crust of white society that rises above the rest of them. You know, they're looking down on all the toppings and cheese and sauce and, uh, you know, they get their upper part. Of course, if it's a really good pizza, then there will be some black spots on that upper crust. Because that way it's like not all the black spots are on the bottom. So this is a balanced society, you know. That's, that's what you're looking for in a good pizza. What a terrible... I wrote this today, folks. I hope you're enjoying this. That's, this is fresh out of the oven, ladies and gentlemen. All right, my name's been Dash Renault. I love you guys. Give it up for your host, Pam Benjamin. Yay! Professor Dash Renault. Is it, is it a comedy or is it a TED Talk? Either way, I'm illuminated. I'm like, oh shit, I've been to Italy because I'm white. Uh, I'm sorry. No, and I'm a poor white person and I still was able to travel there. It's not that expensive actually. Right now, Italy and Mexico, really cheap places to visit. Their, their, their money's in the toilet. Uh, put your hand, <laughs> we have a couple comedians left for you. Thank you for hanging in. Mike Bonds, you're out there, yeah? All right, put your hands together for Mike Bonds, yay! I need no soft light 
to enchant me if you only grant me. Oh wow. Jeez, I was I was out there on a phone call, but it's a lot of white people in here. <laughs> no, really though, it is. <clears throat> Kinda making me nervous too. Especially this guy over here. No, I'm just fucking with you guys. Now I know all of you guys. All of you guys are comedians. You know? But if any of you guys feeling some white guilt tonight, I'll slip you my Venmo later on. You know? Anybody. If you're feeling guilty about being white, I'll give you. You're not feeling. Okay. Because he just hit. He like, I'm not. I, I just hit 38 at a fucking. <laughs> at a game the other day. And I'm sure there's a few brothers in that game, right? So you gave him the business. All right, Adam. Give it up for Adam, the basketball star right here, man. Jeez. Yeah, man. I was going to come up here and talk about being black, but you guys already see I'm black, so I'm going to just talk about living in San Francisco. Being black, obviously. <laughs> no, nah, seriously, man. Um, the other day, um, I was on my way home, right? And uh, I caught the wrong bus because I'm actually catching the bus now, right? It's a true story. True story. I don't even think I told this story out loud to other white people. True story. And I live in Marin, right? So I got off at the wrong fucking bus stop, and I'm calling my lift, and I fucking see a cop, and the cop walks up to me. I'm like, fuck. What's going on, man? He's like, hey, what are you out here for? I'm like, I'm waiting for my lift. He's like, you waiting on your lift? I'm like, yeah. He goes, where do you live? I go, I live in Sausalito. He goes, really? You live in Sausalito? Can I see your ID? I'm like, motherfucker, I told you I live in Sausalito, right? So at this point, I'm getting kind of agitated. I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to show you my shit. Bam, there it is. Oh, yeah, you do. He goes, you waiting on a lift? He goes, you want a ride over there? Say said, you going to give me a ride home? He goes, yeah, you want to cancel your lift? Say said, you going to give me a ride home, a black man in the back of your car? Are you serious? I swear to God this shit happens, right? So he goes, yeah. I go, you know what? Fuck it, I'm high. <laughs> Fuck it, I'll do anything once. Straight up, real shit, right? <laughs> so I get in his car, he goes, but first, I gotta check you, right? <laughs> and I'm like, you gotta check me for real? He goes, yeah, I was like, I can't ride in the front seat. He goes, no, you gotta ride in the back seat. <laughs> he goes, I gotta check you. So he looks at my shit, checks my bag and everything, finds nothing. But the way he checks my bag, he has one hand on his gun and one hand checking inside my bag. I'm like, oh shit, he really is checking me, right? So he's like, oh, yeah, you cool. So I get in the back of the car, and I get in, and he starts talking. He's like, what do you do? I go, I'm a comedian. He goes, really? <laughs> I say, yeah. <laughs> he goes, seriously? I say, yeah, I'm a comedian. So I start talking all kind of shit. He goes, let me hear some jokes. I say, you want to hear some jokes for real? <laughs> I swear to God. He goes, let me hear some jokes. I was like, wow. First one, I was like, Obvious I had to go with this one, you know what I'm saying? I go, hey, do you know what FTP means? <laughs> He's like, yeah, we all know what that means. I go, no, but do you really know what it means? He goes, are you going to say something else? I go, yeah, I'm going to say what you think it means. He goes, what do you think it means? Fuck the police? And I said, no, I didn't say that. And I said, for the people. And he goes, oh, you got me. I was like, oh, see? You was thinking some other shit. I really said that shit. I was like, no, for the people. <laughs> anyway, 
That was a joke, you guys. Um, that was a real true story, though. That was a real true story, though, real shit. And I got home, and he dropped me off and everything. And I even called his precinct, too. I was like, yo, man, tell this guy this cop did a real big favor for a black man. I was nervous as fuck in the back of his car. I thought he was going to drive me somewhere and blow my head off. But no, he took me home. This motherfucker took me home. And I made him laugh the whole way there. I was kicking white people jokes and everything, man. Straight up, man. And I get out the car, and he goes, hey, man. What's your name? And I go, Mark Neuer. Hey, that's my demand. I'll see y'all later. Yeah. Michael Bonds, everyone. Hooray is up. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm your last comedian. I'm just gonna run around and do a couple jokes just based off of his jokes. Yay, clap for me. Yay. I'm wearing a dress. Oh. I was really excited that Mike Bonds was referencing white privilege because I, well, you got black privilege. Now, I have a very similar story, but that's the one thing I tell about white privilege because there was a night that I was leaving Bender's and it was close. I got to smoke cigarettes when they closed. You know, I was so cool. And it was like 2.15 and I'm like, ooh, boo, 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 boo. I'm going to get home because Milan Pizza closes at 3 a.m. and they've got pieces of pizza dollars for a cheese and I'm like into this so I'm like leave I'm walking 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 and I'm like you know what I could go the safe way all the way up to Vaness and then go across the thing but nay oh no I'm gonna drink and jog through the tenderloin this will be because uh, I need to get to Milan pizza because I need to get my piece of pizza before 3 a.m. let's go I'm walking, 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 walking. Oh, I'm telling a different story. This isn't my white privilege story. This is the story of me getting mugged. This is the story. This is the story of weedsavingmylife.com. So I'm walking through the Tenderloin. I'm jigging and jogging. And I'm on, like, Hyde between Ellis and, uh, between Eddie and Ellis. And the lights are out. And this guy comes up to me. And he, and he goes, give me what you got. And I'm like, I'm wearing my cheerleading jacket. And I look down and he's got like a knife and I'm like, oh, this is crazy. But the thing is I couldn't give him my bag because inside of it was not only my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sweater, which you know about, a lot of people know about this sweater. I know, right? And my, the fourth draft of my master's thesis. Ha ha ha, on a thumb drive. I can't just give him the bag. There's $2.50 to get the piece of pizza. There's nothing in there, but I just bought a sweet quarter of weed, right? And it's sitting on top of my bag. So in that less than three seconds of him going, give me what you got, I like reached into my bag and handed him the weed. And he looked at me. He had two teardrops on his face. And I looked at him and he looked at me and we nodded. And then I ran. <laughs> Weedsavingmylife.com. Yay. Okay. On the opposite side, CopsaveMyLife.com. So I'm leaving Bender's, very similar story. Late, I'm in, the, but this time I have cute shoes on. Ugh. So, and I'm getting dumb clothes, and it's, I'm at 14th Street, right? In the, there's the armory right there. And I'm, I'm like, my shoes are in my hand, and I'm going, cab, 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 give me a cab, I need a cab. And I'm, you know, and the cop drives up, and they're like, can we help you? And I was like, I really need to go home. And they were like, where do you live? And I said, the Tenderloin, 665 Geary, let's go. And they were like, that's a really dangerous place. Why don't you get in the back and let's take you home? 
No, if I would have been any of, this is my white privilege story. If I would have been any other color, they would have taken me to the drunk tank. I was completely wasted. I'm waggling my shoes in the street. Help me. I'm a white bitch. Meow, meow, meow. And they did. San Francisco cops are awesome. And they're cute usually too. I don't know who they're hiring, but they're doing a good job right now. So anyways, that's my white privilege story. Um, thanks for, <laughs> I, seriously, any other color waggling my shit in the street at like 2.15 in the morning? Come on. I, I'm so, I'm like, yay. But th- that's the thing is when you're like a white bitch, if you don't recognize your privilege, then you're the biggest bitch of all. You're going to be like, look, at the times I got privilege. Like, I hope I get more of them. Uh, thanks for <laughs> listening to my jokes uh bye everybody yay ladies and gentlemen put those hands together for the one and only pam benjamin Luxuries, you are left with me. The Jim Carroll Band from 1983, their third album, I Write Your Name. That was No More Luxuries. Before that, from their exquisitely titled first album, Sorry Ma, Forgot to Take Out the Trash, that was the other great, <laughs> the other great 80s band from Minneapolis, The Replacements, Taking a Ride.
The Iggy Pop album I mentioned, Post Pop Depression, is a, a collaborative work between Iggy and Josh Hum, a man known for leading the band Queens of the Stone Age. This is from one of his projects that goes under the name The Desert Sessions. There have been many LPs released under that name. Groups of people getting together down there in the desert and doing really cool stuff, such as this.
Yeah, that's good. It's so soft and mellow. So right now, at this time, me and uh, John, we kind of miss our things, you know. Stella is her name. Sweetest little woman, and her name is Stella Mae. Lord, I got the sweetest little woman. My baby's name is Stella Mae. Child is so mellow. You know, John, I just can't forget her. My baby wears a long green dress, all trimmed down to yellow. Try to quit me, man. First, that to break the kind of law. Some 
Just a little bit of tension, yes, it's gonna see me through. Scream. 